You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad and uh, the connection, as we say, always here between Ireland and Canada is very strong. And one of the aspects of that is there are many Canadians and we know from figures that there's up to nearly 7 million, 7.5 million Canadians who would claim some degree of Irish heritage and that doesn't fully include the numbers from Quebec. So it could even be as high as 10 million. And uh, genealogy and the desire to kind of figure out where you came from, who you are, and what your ancestors are, runs deep in Canada. And here in Ottawa, we have the British Irish Family History Society of Greater Ottawa with their annual conference and their monthly meetings. But if somebody wants to do a little bit of research or get help doing research, they often will reach back across the Atlantic and try and find some help on the Irish side. And Hibernia Roots dot com is one of the resources that's out there and Noreen Maher is the brains and the uh, chief cook bottle washer behind Hibernia Roots. Noreen, thanks a million mm. for coming for a chat. I'm glad to be able to spread the word across to, to Canada. Oftentimes, um, you as a genealogist probably would be much more aware of the Canadian connection but uh, Canada often, mm. or for many years, was kind of the um, poor relation in, in Irish immigration and that people perceived the US and nearly Australia and forgot mm. about Canada but it's a huge Canadian Irish connection Yeah, um, as, as you said there's, there's quite a, a high level of uh, Irish diaspora in Canada but one of the um, unusual aspects of it was um, in the 19th century an awful lot of people emigrated from North Tipperary as I mentioned to you earlier, um, my roots are in Tipperary and um, there was a very high concentration of emigrants to the Ottawa Valley area and uh, there's a study done on it um, by a lot of people and um, it turns out that it was um, like um, an organised migration uh, by um, a man in North Tip who had a big estate and they were all Protestants and as you know um, you know, it was a difficult time to be um, a Catholic but also Protestants were in minority uh, as ordinary people so this uh, guy um, took groups of people from his estate and they immigrated and settled and um, you know, there was a study done and a lot of the names you'd probably find um, that are Irish names would also be very common in North Tipperary Right. Now, which estate was that, Noreen? I have a book, Irish Migrants in the Canadas, A New Approach by Bruce S. Elliott. Okay. And uh, he um, produced this study, mainly North Tipperary, really. Um, the family names that would be involved in that from North Tip that would have migrated towards the Ottawa Valley, what might names might be predominant? Well, Mooney is a name. Okay. Talbot, Colbert. <clears throat> there were some people that were... Um, originally from, say, Palatine Protestant yes. families. And so they may have a slight sort of German-type name, like maybe uh, Switzer. Yeah, a few years back, actually, the former Prime Minister here, Stephen Harper, his wife, a group of the Palatines, uh, there was a tour came out and she met, she is a descendant of that. Now, they... Um, were from out in the Alberta region. Uh, oh, right, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I remember a few years back some Palatines did come out. So Yeah, you, yeah, you it's a very um, specific area in Ireland that they settled in. In fact, the, the parish I come from um, is called Ballangari and it's in Celtic area and we have a Palatine street 
because that's where all the people came from and an area called Kilcooley. Right. And so that would have been a very strong area for emigration. Um, so, you know, there's you know, specific areas like that that you can trace connections between one and the other. So, Noreen, then, the services that you're able to provide somebody, if I come to you and say, um, you know, I've hit a, a stone wall or a brick wall mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond my grandfather. If I've hit a brick wall beyond my grandfather, I'm in real trouble. But <laughs> let's say <laughs> we go back a few more generations, three or four generations mm-hmm. back. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm based over here and I'm trying to mm-hmm. dig. What, mm-hmm. ca- what can you help me with? Well, what I usually say to people is they start with themselves first and work back as far as they can on the pl- in the place where they are. So if you're in Canada, go back as far as you can in the Canadian records. Don't start going to Ireland until you've brought yourself back to when your ancestors emigrated. So if you can do that, that's great. Now, again, it depends really on the period of time that they emigrated. Sometimes you may not be able to, you know, definely uh, locate a record of them because of the period of time. But... In general, I get the information from people then, and I start looking at Irish records, and it could be baptism records, or it could be land records, or specific studies like the one I just mentioned about the migrants to Canada from North Tipperary, because that's very much recorded, so it would be easier to find. But again, you know, people have to bear in mind that depends on the part of the country that their ancestors came from, and whether there's an existence of records, it varies from parish to parish. Um, but you know, a lot of a lot of information is online, and a lot of the Irish government uh, records have been put on for free, which is great. But uh, it's knowing where to look and how where to find them, and recognising place names or knowing the parishes. You know, sometimes that's not something you'd know unless you were a local as such. But um, nor, nor so you, you know, it helps speed it up. Yeah, Noreen, you identified though a very interesting problem in that you explained to me that as you are a mahar or mar, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, if we look back along your family tree, that your name married your name, married your name, married yes. your name back yes. along the way. Yeah. So, yes. It yes. Can, it, you know, if you take it the likes of Murphy's and O'Sullivan's um, and Kelly's, mm-hmm. um, that it can get very murky. So how do you work through well, Yes, we can. That's why, you know, you need to, um, you, you can't just go by a name as such, by a surname. You have to know the area of Ireland they came from. And in general, people do seem to stick to the same area and they marry people locally in their parish, etc. But sometimes people, you know, moved for work reasons, um, you know, so you can't really say for definite that they came from a certain place. So you need to have a name and, you know, roughly an age or a date of birth or a date of migration um, to kind of pin down to an area. Um, but again, there, uh, so, so much is online. Sometimes it can be easier to do that. But you need to know a little bit more than just the, the one person's name. You need to maybe know their parents' names. Or sometimes people maybe named a town after the family, you know, when they were settling in an area, in a rural area. Or they may have named their farm after the place they came from, the townland they came from. You know, right, so okay. it's all about producing all the information you know and not realising how much you actually know. You know, sometimes people tell me things and I say, oh, actually, have you got any old letters? And then they say, oh, yes, there's an old letter. And then you'll find names mentioned in it. And then you can start looking at the names and then proving their birth records or whatever. You know, so it's, a, it's like a jigsaw, really, putting everything together. 
Um, you can't just you know rely on one piece of information. And Noreen, uh, while I mentioned the high concentration of Irish diaspora in Canada, and I know mm. it's the same mm-hmm. in Australia, may not the the percentages would vary. Do you find mm-hmm. that the Irish themselves in Ireland um, that there's any real appetite to try to figure out who you are or where you came from, or is it just taken for granted? Well, I suppose a certain amount is taken for granted uh, because people, I suppose, generally know their immediate family, you know, back a few generations, especially if they've always lived in Ireland, you know, and maybe always lived in the same area. Right. And um, there is that. But at the same time, you know, there, people now with all these TV shows, you know, who do you think you are and all of that, people are suddenly getting to to see these and see how easy it looks um, to find people. And then with a lot of information going online, people are more tech savvy now, so they start looking things up and finding things. And, you know, I actually run classes, at night classes, and it's Irish people, you know, coming to my classes. So, you know, there is a general interest in, definitely in Ireland as well. And there's also a lot of um, initiatives, like back in 2013, there was the gathering mm-hmm. Um, which was to encourage uh, people, you know, the diaspora to come back to Ireland and visit. And uh, they're producing another similar program, another kind of global initiative, tourism initiative, that they've piloted in a few parts of Ireland this year, or 2018, and they're hoping to roll that out. And the idea is to encourage people to come back for festivals, but just, you know, maybe specific festivals, say, if you're interested in traditional music, you come to a traditional music festival or you come back to, say, Listowel Writers Week or, you know, something like that to kind of encourage people to come for specific festivals uh, rather than just, you know, coming around and not really getting the full kind of, I suppose, taste of Ireland. So, Um, you know, there is definitely an interest in Ireland as well, yeah. And one of the things that I suppose one always has to caution when it comes to genealogy and particularly if someone goes down the road of DNA um, and the um, and again the, the unknown past that people may have and what as a result they may find out um, you know that I know you would have people who may ended up uh, being adopted abroad who are mm. seeking to try and trace yeah. their roots. But likewise, in mm. Ireland, I understand that there are probably quite a few people who, at this stage, might be trying to figure out who they are also. Well, yes, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I mean, adoption has been a big issue and the, how it was handled in Ireland historically um, wasn't, uh, you know, a very good time for history. But it just seems that everybody seems to have a need to know where they come from, regardless of what country they're in. Everybody likes to know where they came from. And it can make it easier with DNA tests, but it can also open up kind of a can of worms in a way that if people are kind of forced into um, connecting with people that they're not ready to connect with, maybe. But Mm -hmm. having said that, DNA testing, if people have done a test, it means that they're willing to be found as well, you know. Right. So it's, it's um, I suppose it is something that's more and more popular now, DNA testing. And one of the other interesting aspects, I suppose, of Irish uh, life is that you mention, you know, your name is predominant around mm. Tipperary. Mm. That's right, yeah. And likewise, you know, we can tend to associate um, 
excuse me, certain names with certain parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Has any study been done, or I'm sure there is a reason why why that evolved the way that it did? Um, well, I'm, I'm not an expert in that as such, but in general, um, Ireland was populated a lot by clans in the early the early days, and you know, clans were very much um, kind of followers of of a leader, and the name kind of evolved from being part of that clan, and that's how surnames were kind of regionalised, if you like. So you'll find that certain clans were very dominant in a certain area. So the the Maher clan was North Tipperary, so everybody that lived in that area ended up part of that clan. So it's just kind of a general, it's, I suppose it's unique than, than a lot of other countries because you can tell where somebody is from if you hear their surname nearly, you know, maybe not as much now because people travel so much, but it's kind of a, I suppose, a conversation opener anyway. You can say, oh, you must be from Tipperary or you must be from, or there's a lot of Mars in this place or that, or, you know, it does seem to be a way of kind of identifying where people came from. Um, so it's uh, maybe unique to Ireland, I suppose, but it's definitely um, um, historical um, and very. And I mean, there's just people who study um, names and origins of names and clans, and there's, there's quite a lot of um, you know records you can find or databases that will tell you exactly how they evolved and who the heads of the clan was at times. You know, so it is an interesting aspect to Irish history as well. It is indeed. Well, Noreen, we're going to have to wrap up and I want to thank okay. you for taking the time and we want to give some people some coordinates mm-hmm. of where they might find you if they're looking for mm-hmm. any information. And I see you have mm-hmm. a website which is HiberniaRoots.com. That's right, yes. Mm-hmm. And you're on Twitter um, and I'm Facebook, I'm sure. on Twitter and Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Hibernia Roots everywhere. Ah. If you put in Hibernia Roots, you'll find me. So it'll be on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, you know, and my website. So, and um, you know, I'm happy to answer anybody's questions if they want to go through any of those um, platforms. And if they have any questions for me, I'd be delighted to help them out. And um, as I said, you know, um, all the information is on my website about what I do and my services and everything. So, indeed, um, and, and as I, I do have set packages for things I do. Um, so ranges of prices, but then there are sometimes things people want specifically and then you know I, I give them a quote for that specifically but in general the most common types of um, requests are covered uh, on my website right right and again that is HiberniaRoots.com and we have been chatting right, with yeah. Noreen Maher Noreen thanks a million for taking the time you're welcome Austin thank you good luck bye bye